Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Not-So-Brief History of Disney World. I'm your host, William Tintle. Make sure to stay tuned as we talk about what makes Hollywood Studios so great. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. Yesterday... Disneyland, and the New York World's Fair. Tomorrow, a project so vast, it has already been called a whole new Disney world. Now, if you've ever been to Disney World or any Disney parks, you know that nostalgia is really a driving factor, a big drive, a big factor of your experience at the parks. And, you know, some of the places you experience the most nostalgia, at least for me, are Main Street USA and uh, Hollywood Studios. My most recent trip, about a month ago now, um, I had, I, I, Something about Hollywood Studios really changed for me, and nostalgia was a huge driving factor of that. From the time you enter to the time you leave, like, as soon as you enter, enter, you're thrown right into, the theming is so great, you're thrown right into it. You have, you really feel like you're walking down, you know, the streets of, like, Hollywood, and and it's the Hollywood that never was but always will be, is what they say. Um, or what it's called, or it's nickname, whatever you want to say. Um, and I think that that's really shown in the park. So when you turn the corner and rock, walk down Sunset Boulevard towards uh, the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, the theming continues, and everything is very seamless. You're not jumping right out of Sunset Boulevard and all of that that section. You're not jumping right into uh, Galaxy's Edge. You have a transitional area to get you from point A to point B without feeling like it's a n- huge change or a drastic change. And another great part of how Hollywood Studios, besides the nostalgia, is the fact that it has some amazing classic rides and some great new rides. Um Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, both great rides that have been there for a very long time and are just classics, top 10 rides, you know, really good examples of a good themed Disney ride. And now you have newer rides coming in and you have whole new land, you have Toy Story Land, you have Galaxy's Edge. They're just like complete new new lands with new experiences. Obviously, in Toy Story Land, you have Toy Story Mania, which was already at Hollywood Studios before, but you also have Slinky Dog Dash, which is a new roller coaster, really smooth roller coaster, well-themed roller coaster, fits in very, very well with the theming of Toy Story Land being Andy's backyard. Um... And it's just a really nice, smooth, new, newer-feeling roller coaster that is a really good addition to Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios as a whole. 
But then even moving through Toy Story Land, you'll end up in Galaxy's Edge. And I think Galaxy's Edge is a great example of how Disney keeps raising the bar on themselves um, and how sometimes that can lead to worse things and things becoming a little bit disappointing. But, I mean, first let's start off with how great Galaxy's Edge is. You really are immersed in into the story, and you really feel like you're in a Star you're on Batu or Batu, whatever it's called. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Batu or Batu. Um, you really feel like you're there in a Star Wars movie, experiencing it through your own eyes. Like you're the main character. You're not, you know, part of a side story or anything. You are the one experiencing it through your eyes. Um, you have. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which is a great, great, great ride. Uh, Good simulator attraction. um, Really well-themed. It's great to, you know, be able to step into the Millennium Falcon, which you were never really able to do before. And then to be able to step into the cockpit and start riding it around the galaxy, that's pretty amazing. Um but also Rise of Resistance, which is a groundbreaking, great, 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 great new ride that has very few drawbacks, and they're all related not towards the actual ride, but kind of the the amount of times it breaks down. And, you know, with Genie Plus, it's harder to get onto it. Uh, with Disney Genie and Genie Plus, you got to buy it, you got to, or you're going to be the first one in line you got to be the first one to buy it it sells out by 701 or seven o'clock and 48 seconds um so yeah that's annoying and be better if you could just do the old fast pass as opposed to the um disney genie or the paid lightning lane it actually is for rise of the resistance but otherwise it's a it's a really great ride and you know apart from having to buy it and have or having to wait in a really long line which is it's well worth because it's you know a good 20 minutes of like attraction which again raises the bar on these newer attractions but um along with the rest of Hollywood Studios and the rest of Galaxy's Edge and really, you can see how much it does raise the bar because if you look over in Disneyland, kind of the disappointment, or at least, yeah, basically the disappointment of Avengers Campus. It, it doesn't. It feels. It doesn't feel like it was created by Disney. I, I I haven't been, but it doesn't seem like it was created by Disney. It seemed like they could have done better with the theming and it doesn't seem like something that they like poured all their hard work into. Um, yeah, it it just seems very character based. And when your character based attractions or, you know, meet and greets, whatever it is, when your best one is the Spider-Man one, that's really awesome. The stunt robots are really cool. And I'm glad that Disney is like focusing on that. And that's something that they can really use more and improve on in the future. But then after that, you just have your basic character meet and greets with superheroes. And some of them, again, like I said, it just doesn't feel like a Disney kind of thing. Web Slingers was a huge disappointment. Oh, I mean, I don't think it was 
a money grab, obviously, because you have to buy the stuff just to be able to experience the ride, you know, more or better. Um, but that really shows how raising the bar can improve the parks or make some stuff that Disney does put out a little bit more disappointing. Um, the best part about Avengers Campus I've heard people talk about is either the Pim Test Kitchen, which is just a food spot, and I don't think you really, you, you got to have a really good food, uh, lunch place or dinner place, whatever, a food um, location for that to be one of your better spots. And then obviously you have Tower of Terror, which was turned into the Guardians Mission Breakout, whatever it's called. And that was a pre-existing attraction, so it's not. It's if that's your highlight, then you're just basically building a land around that that doesn't go in with the theme. Like I think, if that's your best, if that's the best hit you can put out, if you really just went in and did a full Guardians themed area. But we're not talking about Avengers Campus right now. Save that for later, and we'll continue talking about Hollywood Studios. Going back to Hollywood Studios, another ride I haven't mentioned, and I rode for the last t- uh, for the first time a month ago, was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and this is where uh, the great movie ride used to be. It's in uh, the Chinese theater, which really needed, which really needs to have an attraction, and I really think that they did a good job with making it fit into that spot because that could be something that obviously doesn't fit in very well and just feels like, oh, there's an empty show building or there's a show building here. Let's just take the old ride out and throw, shove another one in. But uh, obviously they didn't. They did a really good job with the sign and the theming and it's, it's a great ride. Uh, Again, that trackless dark ride system I really like and I'm glad that that's a direction they're going in. But circling back to the beginning, the f- the nostalgia is really what, really a huge factor in your experience at Hollywood Studios. And I have to say, I talked about this in the one um, that I did on my most recent trip a month ago. Um, being there, you know, when they have all their Christmas decorations up, it's really you know, even at day, but mostly during the nighttime, it's just like you're in a whole nother point in time. Because most of these other places, like Galaxy's Edge, which I love and I've talked about for the past like five minutes on how much, how good it is, you're not going back to a point in time that's ever been experienced before. You're going to a point in time that's new and based off movies, which is great. And I have to say, you're really, like, enveloped into that. But this is, like, a point in time that wasn't ever a point in time. Like I said before, it's the Hollywood that never was but always will be. And that is just what it feels like. Um, And then, you know, they have their snow, which is just soap that they're pumping in. It's just a super magical experience, and it really, really put up Hollywood Studios, threw it up higher on my list, you know, of, you know, what the best, like, park is, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom. I think Magic Kingdom's just at the top just because that's the Magic Kingdom, and you you can't 
get much more magical or much more Disney World or Disney without it. But Hollywood Studios, it is miles and miles ahead of what my experience was at Epcot or Animal Kingdom. And I just, I really think that that's driven by nostalgia and and new attractions that really, like I said, raise the bar a ton for um, the future of Disney, um, for the future of Disney World and Disney parks around the world. All right, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe, and whatever you can do to help the podcast get out there. I would really appreciate it. It would really help. And as always, have a zippity doo da day.